0: Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode six of season six. We're walking through the book of Galatians, and I'm going to title today, Your Mercies Are Old Every Morning. It's a little bit of a play on the Lamentations 3, 22 through 25 passage where it says your mercies are new every morning. We're actually going to look at the back catalog of God's mercy that apparently have been forgotten and then Paul is gonna oppose Peter to his face. So what kind of a, a sin, if you will, um, is worthy of face opposition? And it's a big one, and it's definitely worthy of Paul's opposition to Peter. Here we go, this is from Galatians chapter two, and the title of in my Bible says, Paul opposes Peter, no kidding. This is 2.11. This talks about a, an 11 year period of history. It's going to start with the end and then go back to the beginning. And the, uh, the beginning, if you will, will eventually explain why Paul is so mad. All right, verse 11. When Cephas, when Peter came to Antioch, this is in 49 AD, I opposed him to his face because he stood condemned. All right, so that's kind of the end of the story. Let's go back 11 years, verse 12. For before, 11 years ago in 38 AD, certain men came from James, Jesus' brother, head of the Jerusalem church. So before certain men came from James, he, Peter, was eating with the Gentiles, which is a great thing one church, one body, no difference between Jew and Gentile, it's all good. But when they came, the people from James, Peter drew back and separated himself, oops, fearing the circumcision party, oops. And the rest of the Jews acted acted hypocritically along with him, oops. So that even Barnabas, one of our favorite guys in the New Testament, was led astray according to their or by their hypocrisy. Oops. And then Paul's going to interject now. But when I saw that their conduct was not in step with the truth of the gospel, I said to Cephas, Peter, before them all, if you, a Jew, live like a Gentile and not like a Jew, how can you force Gentiles to live like a Jew? In other words, you're acting not in accordance with the true gospel, which is what the book of Galatians is all about. So here we see Paul, big Paul, uh, disagreeing with a guy who he just went on and on about earlier in chapter 2 about extending the right hand of fellowship, and now we find that he's opposing him to his uh, uh, face. So if your theology says that your your uh, spiritual leaders or your old spiritual leaders are infallible, this is the verse you want to go to to say, no, that is not true. Uh, Peter messes up badly, um, and it happens... After 38 AD. So you remember the story that Peter is in Joppa raising somebody from the dead in 38 AD, just a couple of years after Jesus uh, was crucified. And the Lord is giving Peter like this revelation that Peter, I'm opening the gospel to the Gentiles. And he does it by a guy named uh, Cornelius. So he's a Roman guy, a, a centurion, and he's up in Caesarea, not too far away. He gets a vision and says, hey, send down to Joppa where Peter is raising this person from the dead and uh, tell him to come up and begin fellowshipping with the Gentiles, you and your family. So he does that. Cornelius does a good job. He obeys. Peter is, uh, to prepare Peter, he gets a vision from the Lord with a voice explaining to him and the sheet comes down from heaven. It's full of igranas and reptiles and, and previously unclean animals, and he uses that as a, a foil to say, um, "What God has made clean, do not call uh, common." And there's nothing anymore of uh, for eating it that is common or clean. And he tells people to, to rise and kill and eat. Well, the hilarious thing in that story is that Peter disagrees with the angel three times, and he has to repeat the vision three times, which I just think is, that's my favorite part of the story, is Peter is arguing with a vision angel. But anyway, God could not make it clear that I want the Gentiles uh, in, and Peter eventually repeats the the teaching point of the story that he is supposed to be associating with the the Gentiles and that the Holy Spirit is falling on the Gentiles. And how did it do it? It eventually fell on the Gentiles via Peter. You want to answer Paul, but the answer is Peter. So anyway, he hooks up with, jo- uh, with uh, Cornelius up in Joppa. The Gentiles come into the, the church, and then Peter may actually makes a defense to the Jerusalem church and said, look, hey, look what happened to me up here. So this was all settled theology and settled behavior 11 years before. And now we find here uh, that Paul has to oppose Peter because somewhere in there, he falls back. He, he kind of backslides, if you will. And his, his backsliding action in separating himself from eating with the Gentiles, it discourages the Gentile. It discourages our friend uh, Barnabas. It turns the, the Gentiles probably feel like they're second-class citizens in the in the church. It undermines the true gospel, which is that salvation is by faith. So something that was supposed to be absolutely settled theology and settled personal conduct 11 years before when Paul gets back from the first missionary journey, he finds that Peter is backslidden and is doing the wrong thing. So what I want to do, I've titled today, your mercies are old. That is, this is a back catalog of spiritual truth. Why You stopped doing something that I told you to do 11 years ago. So here's the teaching point. Uh, what is the one thing that the Lord has already told you that you have endeav- endeavored to do and obey, and since that time you have uh, a backslid, if you will, or separated yourself? Uh, a good way to say it is that you that you may be standing in God's way for something he's told you to get out of the way, and you're opposing God for something he says, I don't want you to to fight with this. Maybe it's something in your character, or maybe it's... Uh, an act of service and a, or behavior that you're supposed to be doing. Maybe it's a, the line of sexual, sexual liberty or pornography. Maybe it's church membership. So certain things are worth face opposition in the church, uh, the strongest opposition possible. And hypocrisy and Peter unvisioning himself, if you will, and going back against the Lord and opposing the Lord in this is certainly one of those things. So who was I to stand in the Lord's way? Who was I to oppose God from something that he's told me before? So if you disobey a settled issue, then you are standing in God's way in opposition, and that should certainly be opposed. So let's not be too proud. Let's remember our back catalog with the Lord and obey all the things that the Lord has told us. I'll see you tomorrow.